The following content is not suitable for children. How we make sense of things so important. Let's help people make more accurate meaning out of what the hell is going on in these relationships. Okay, let's do it. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. We're doing a therapist training January 19th and 20th online. So please find us on foreplaysextherapy.com. If you want to sign up, we would love to have therapists join us so you can learn more about the sexual attachment and emotional cycles. Our therapists listen, and this is this is a game changer. Again, I wish I would have had this training 20 years ago when I was a new therapist instead of spending decades not talking about the sexual cycle. You know, just getting a little bit of help just gives you the confidence you need to lean into this rich area where, I mean, damn, this is where couples need so much help and no one's there to help them. So, yeah, we need sex and emotional closeness to be secure and safe. We just want to help you help couples learn how to do that. Yeah. Okay. When I'm thinking about couples in conflict, George, you know, they, they say something to themselves. They say something about what is happening, and they try to make sense of it. They try to make meaning out of what their partner is doing, what the behavior their partner is, what, the, what they're seeing in their partner's behavior. And, you know, many times what we say about that is something that kind of escalates our emotions further. Like, for instance, we say to ourselves, well, my partner does this just because they're selfish or they're withholding or they're angry and I can't make them happy no matter what I do anyway. And when we assign that meaning either to the relationship or to our partner, many times we're assigning a meaning that is not actually accurate and further makes us upset. All right. So let's break that down. So again, I I like the focus. It's it's happens quick, right? When we're threatened, our brain has to make sense of this threat quickly. There's not yes. a lot of time, right? We immediately say, why is this person hurting me? They must not care or they must want to hurt me or that like, so we have this quick attribution that we make. Yeah. And oftentimes what Lori's saying is accurate. Not only does it, it see our partner in a very negative light with a negative intent, it then, because we see it that way in the threat, it feels more stressful for us as we start to say, damn, how am I in a relationship with somebody who can treat me this way? So exactly. that, that meaning making can really turn into a black hole pretty quickly. It can. And it's often a meaning making either about the other person's, our partner's motives or who they are, their their character, or sometimes we make up meaning about ourselves that is inaccurate. I was talking to someone recently who said, I'm just not normal. And I was like, you're just not normal. Because every time they went to a party or they were with their family, it was so disrupted and they felt shy and anxious. And so the meaning that they made up about it is everybody out there is looking at me thinking I'm not normal. And when they made up the meaning about that, of course, they felt shyer. They felt more awkward. They felt, you know, it, things became more difficult. And I said, well, I wonder how you can make sense of this because I actually see you as normal. 
So how do you make sense of my experience of you compared to your own internal experience? Yeah. So sometimes we we put ourselves down. We we yeah. we feel bad about ourselves or we see the other person as deliberately hurtful. Or okay. maybe I mean and, and so how do we get out of that? Because you know well, when, hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. Because again, I want to make sure we we're clear on the problem before we get okay. out of it, right? Okay. So what I hear you saying and I think it's really important. It's a double meaning miss, right? It's like yes. you you miss kind of interpreting your partner's behavior, right? Your partner sucks. Your partner's doing something bad. You see them in a negative light. And yes. it's not only ends there, but the other part of it is you see yourself then in a negative light. Why am I with this person? What's wrong with me? You know, I must be stupid or I must be unlovable. It's like, it's two nasty spots of meaning that that, that that's not great. Right. And quite How do you like that double, a double meaning miss? <laughs> I, I like the, the alliteration of it. Yeah, so, I like it. Double meaning miss. So most of the time, those meanings that we make up are inaccurate. It, yeah. it really doesn't reflect who we genuinely are, the whole self, and it often doesn't reflect who our partner is. Are there times that our partner is mean and that that meaning is correct? Sure. You know, my, my husband and I, Sometimes when when we have caught ourselves being deliberately pokey at the other one, we'll say, ah, oh, the mean genie came out. And we own up to the part of us that was, you know, deliberately sarcastic or mean or, or something, you know. So, I mean, sometimes it's accurate, but yeah. most of the time um, our partner also has a reason for acting that way or mean, but what they had felt inside was a bad feeling and they kind of let it out on us or you know so there's always a way to get to a deeper meaning that probably is more benign so i i think the most helpful way is trying to start connecting first to the impact to the ouch that happens which is why people then go to these meanings that are, are kind of inaccurate yeah Exactly. Right. And any good therapist is trying to reframe meaning, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But how do we connect with there is an ouch, right? When your partner walks away and you have something really important to say, mm -hmm. it makes sense why your brain says, ouch, this person doesn't care. I mean, I need to talk about this and they're walking away from me. They must not care. Like it has to, the impact of the hurt has to make sense of the disconnection. Yeah. Right. So how do we connect with that first? Like people do have good reasons why they're hurt. Sure, they do. And so when we get hurt, we're trying, like you said, we're trying to make sense of that. And sometimes our brain, which is kind of primitive in an escalated moment, says, I'm hurt, therefore you hurt me, therefore you must be mean. You must be bad. Mm -hmm. You must be bad. Right. I can't trust you. So I mean, that makes sense. To, to do it. But the problem with doing that is it further adds to our own internal escalation. Yeah. You know, if, if we're making something so, up about somebody or if we're making something up about ourselves, I'm not normal. I'm not a good person. I'm not desirable. I'm not attractive. Whatever it is, I'm going to feel worse and I'm going to be more likely to be reactive to protect myself with yeah. my own protection strategies. Yep. Yeah. We all fill in the blanks. That's what our brain's supposed to yeah. do, right? And we fill in the blanks. So we're always differentiating between impact and intent, mm -hmm. 
right? So there is an impact that hurts. And then our brain has to attribute what's the intent of that? Why would that person do that? Right. And that's where the inaccuracy kicks in. The person who's going away is probably going away because they don't feel safe. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to find safety and walking away. But our brains can't see that. We just see them walking away. So our brain says they must not care. You see the big miss there in meaning. Mm-hmm. I think you don't care because you're walking away, but you are actually walking away to feel safe. It has nothing to do with caring at all, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the big miss starts to yeah. happen. Or if I'm haranguing my partner, criticizing, and they don't, they seem to be shutting down, I might get bigger and angrier because what I really mm-hmm. want is to reach them and to get across at a, a point to them or something. But of course, they're going to attribute to me, you know, that person's just angry and can't be made happy. And, you know, and so I want nothing to do with them. You know, I I mean, or. You're not safe. Your anger makes you not safe. And I think you're being randomly angry when your anger is really about getting my attention, right? It's really about getting me to engage, but my brain can't see that because I've made an intent, you know, a meaning out of your behavior. That's a little bit inaccurate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's trying to get couples to see the opportunity to reframe how they see things. And if you can't do it in a moment, because it happens so fast, this is the work that you can do afterwards. Yes. Like, I think my partner doesn't care, or I think my partner's just randomly mean. Is that accurate? Or is there something in your meaning that you're missing? We're really trying to expand people's meaning. You know, we can start with that. I get why you feel that way. But what do you might be missing? When partners are curious about what they might be missing, might there be more intent here that they're not seeing? That's usually a nice step towards seeing a bigger picture. Exactly. So when we begin to get curious and just imagine for one second that our partner is not doing something to be mean or to be critical or to... uh, it basically hits a pause button and our brain starts to think again and we start to cool down. We come closer to yellow brain or green brain, you know, because we we de-escalate just a little bit when we begin to wonder about the truth that we're telling ourselves that might not be the truth of what, you know, is actually happening. It's a pause button. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It's a pause button. It's a pause button that actually starts to make the room for for new options, right? Being able to see our partner's behavior differently allows us to have more flexibility. Right, because when we get that escalation, we want to do something about it. We want to move away or we want to push forward. And that's natural, right? But sometimes we act impulsively. We do whatever it feels like is natural for us to do. And as we know, and we've said over and over again, sometimes our survival mechanism, most of the time, our survival mechanism is going to trigger our partner who kind of has the opposite survival mechanism. Yeah. I, I love that you're being intentional about this. I mean, so often meaning follows the action tendency. We need to make sense. It happens so quick. So if I'm thirsty and I see water, my body goes towards the water. It's just what it does, right? There's not a lot of choice. So we protect ourselves so quickly, our brain has to make sense of that pretty quickly. Exactly. And wouldn't it make sense? A lot of times we develop these faulty alarm systems that are too sensitive to seeing things, you know, in an inaccurate way. So trying to get people to start even challenging their own attributions, right, to how they're making sense of things, 
I think that is the critical first step to doing it differently. So let's come back and give an example of what that might look like. Okay, good. Okay, do you all have any subscriptions that you forget about that you paid for twice and didn't realize it? If you are like me, seriously, I'm always going a million miles an hour. I open up apps on my phone. I forget about it. I pay the first fee and then I think, oh, I'll close that later. I always forget. But Rocket Money can cancel subscriptions for you that are otherwise tricky or time consuming to figure out what you have and haven't closed. Or Rocket Money will alert you to an increase in subscription prices and then will negotiate it for you. No kidding. I need that. I have spent hundreds of dollars a month wasted on apps that I am not using. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. And we all need that at this season. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash foreplay. That's rocketmoney.com slash foreplay, rocketmoney.com slash foreplay. Oh, it is cozy. It is the time of year to be cozy. And I love cozy earth. Please try those soft, soft sheets. Cozy Earth makes luxury goods that transform your lifestyle. All the products are made from responsibly sourced bamboo. So good. They come with a 10-year warranty. And they're bedding. It's temperature regulating. So if you sleep hot and he sleeps cold or vice versa, the bamboo and the linen sheets will do it for you. And the loungewear, y'all. Cozy Earth makes the best loungewear And really, I am going into winter and I am going to be cozy and soft with Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth provides that exclusive offer for us, Foreplay fans, up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code Foreplay. So please check out CozyEarth.com, get up to 35% off site-wide, and that's a deal. Use the code Foreplay. Buy her some lovely, sexy loungewear that is so soft to the touch buy some sheets, make her day. These sheets make your clothes come off. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy or Flibanserin is FDA approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. So if you feel like you've lost your desire and you want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today. Go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty 
difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use the code foreplay for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. So George, this concept of meaning making that we are, when we're in an escalated state, when we're upset with our partner, most of us, right, we, we make up something that explains the upset. Many times we see our partner as bad and sometimes we see ourselves as not good enough or too much or something. And when we say that to ourselves in our brain, it further escalates our body. So we get angrier, we feel more upset, and we're likely to do the thing that triggers our partner. So what we can do instead perhaps is first of all you know we have when when we're in a fight we're in a conflict our body literally doesn't feel good you know all of us feel something like our heart races or our blood pressure goes up or we start to feel achy or or empty or something happens in our body and it's such a bad feeling that we want to get rid of it but feeling states only last a second. So if we can stay with it for just one second and start to question this part that says, okay, am I adding to the fray by telling myself something that's not actually true? You know, yeah, my partner, uh, my partner never wants sex. But, it, you know, it turns out that they actually, you know, did. We had enjoyable sex last weekend. It's been too long for me. So maybe the more accurate thing to tell myself is, my partner just rejected me. They're maybe not in the mood. It isn't that they never want sex and that they're not a good sexual partner. It's just that right now we're in a different rhythm. We have you know different needs. Right now, maybe they're just too tired. So I don't have to feel unattractive or undesirable. And maybe it's just the moment. Telling myself a message like that what do you think that's going to do to my body? Start calming it down. Yeah, it's going to start calming it down, right? I'm hitting the pause button by changing the internal message that I say. They're not bad. It's just bad timing. I'm not unattractive. I'm not a, not enough. You know, maybe it's just between us. This is not the right night. I mean, so many people, I think, have the tendency to go global in a conflict. You never, you always, even if we are trained not to say those words, sometimes on the inside, we're saying them. And it's another way that we make meaning out of something. Because as humans, we look for patterns to make sense of the world. And so if I can say, well, this is an unreliable person, they're never going to want sex with me, then somehow or another, I'm going to be able to develop an action plan based on my worst fears, basically. Yeah, I talked about this some in my book, Sacred Stress, mm. and Kelly McGonigal. That's the huge way of reframing stress. If you can see the opportunity, mm -hmm. right? We're inviting our listeners to challenge their meaning because two beautiful things happen. If you can challenge it, you're likely to see your partner's behavior differently, which will protect your partner and will protect the relationship. Mm -hmm. But equally as good, it also protects you from what's going to happen with those negative meanings, right? Because now you got to make sense of why you're in it and what's wrong with you to be in it. So it, that double miss that happens, being able to challenge your own meaning and saying, hey, 
is this accurate? Is this serve me well? Or is there more happening here that I might be missing? Right? That openness to explore will start to calm the body down. So let's give an example okay. of what that might look okay, like. Let's, Who do you want to uh, be? I want to be the sexual pursuer. All right. Okay. So I'm the sexual yeah, withdrawal. You're going to just turn me down. And I'm going to go through what the process that I go through in my head and body for the listeners just to see what it feels like. So, right. And you're going to try to challenge some of that. And then we're going to switch it. And I'm going to be the sexual withdrawer and challenge some of okay. my attributions about I you. I love that. Okay? I love that. Okay. So, hon, um, it's cold out. I'm kind of thinking of fire tonight. I was. I was wondering if we could, I don't know, grab a glass of wine and maybe make that, you know, love nest in front of the fire and take some time with each other. What do you think? You know, it sounds good, but I, you know, I got a lot to do tonight. I think maybe in the weekend would be better because I just really got to bang out some emails here. Okay. Okay. So I, I want to go through what that rejection feels like and what I tell myself. So. He said it softly. He gave an explanation for what he, where he was at that was different than where I was at in this moment. But my body got hit in the gut. You know, it was like sort of upper abdomen. This this arrow goes in, and it's like, ooh, I just risked, you know. And I made it as soft and fun and romantic as I could, and. It's like he didn't quite catch the spirit of it. And so what I say is, you know, work takes priority over me. That's the meaning I make up. You know, work always takes priority in the meaning with me. And you can even hear my language. I, I unconsciously say work always takes priority over me. And then it's like, you know, he doesn't get how, how hard it is for me to initiate. He doesn't care about how hard that is for me to have set time aside and do this. And now I start to feel like, wow, I think most men, most men would be like, hey, let's do it. And so, you know, maybe I'm not very attractive. Maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't even be with this guy, right? Because I think most men would take me up on that. And so I'm starting yeah. to escalate in my brain. This relationship yeah. isn't that good for me. My stomach is hurting. I'm making up all kinds of things, even though it was a, it was a soft rejection. Yeah. You know, he even you globalize. It goes I, from the rejection in the moment to maybe this relationship doesn't right. work, right? It goes fast. Right. It just escalates inside me. Even though I may be disciplined enough not to say those things, on the inside, I have to I have to manage all that. And what we're suggesting is enlarging the alternative. Like what are the actual alternatives here instead of the meaning that I'm making up about it. So if you were yeah. as a withdrawer, and maybe I say back to you, it's like, forget it. You know, I, I can't believe that work takes so much priority over us. It seems like it's always important. And for heaven's sakes, I mean, I, I'm only asking for like a half an hour and you want to go work? Okay, buddy, you just go work. That can be your mistress. So what if I come back with yeah. a real push? Yeah, I mean, it's immediate same threat response that's like uh oh i'm in trouble mm -hmm. right and she's upset with me again like so my brain immediately says she's angry she's upset i've let her down like 
again, we're back to this sex problem where she's not happy with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just must not satisfy her. So I vacillate between, you know, you're just being unfair and not understanding and, you know, kind of bullying of me, mm-hmm. or, you know, I am really inadequate. There must be something wrong with me because why don't, why can I find that half hour? Why are the emails so important? Maybe there's something true. I mean, so I, I feel myself massively confused mm-hmm. and, you know, making sense of this, you know, this is a reoccurring theme that I let you down sexually. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if I really let that go, if I can't compartmentalize that, then that must mean I must not be a real man. Mm. And it goes all the way. That's ultimately that goes it is all the going. way down, right? I'm not a real man. Yeah, I love it. And I heard the bullying word, but I also heard it. I just heard in between the lines, another B word, just for the record. You know, I'm like, yeah. he, he's about to lose it here. Um, you know, I, I think that when you go to, I'm not a real man, I can, I can imagine a man doing that. That's so easy, especially because I think men find proof of their masculinity primarily in their prowess, you know, certainly in their ability to earn money, but even deeper in their sexual prowess. So when they're criticized, it's like, oh, you know, I'm not a real man. I think that's really common. And then when you say that, of course, it hits you vacillating between I'm not enough, um, she's too much, you know, she's unsatiable. Well, what can we, how can we make new meaning out of it? I mean, both of us, that's what we're trying yep. to get you to do, challenge those quick assumptions. So on my end, you know, I could be, wait a second, is this her randomly just trying to criticize me mm-hmm. or is it actually her way of fighting for this relationship that I can fall off my radar, right? I can get too caught up in work. There's something so healthy about this part of you that wants to shake me and say, hey, can we pay attention to this more, mm-hmm. right? Because I could sleepwalk through this week and before you know it, it's next week and I don't realize it. And sometimes my partner isn't being randomly mean, but it is actually fighting for something that's really important that I often don't recognize. Yeah. So I can even feel as I make space for that, my body starts to calm down. I don't see you as a bitch, <laughs> but I start to see you as, as somebody who's you know fighting for us, which is a, my body responds very differently to that reframe. And we could even enlarge the alternative. Maybe they are upset because this really is a pattern that I'm, I'm not seeing in myself. You know, may, maybe yeah. there, there is a longstanding pattern that I avoid something maybe I only avoid when she initiates or, you know, it feels like pressure and I'm unaware of that. So maybe there's a truth in what they're saying to me, you know, and I think I could potentially sort of make sense of it. It's like, one, I might tell myself, you know, I'm an attractive woman. It's not about me. There's something going on in him right now. And I know he did tell me there was that, you know, big presentation coming up at work or, you know, something that he's doing. And so I, I had kind of forgotten about that, that that was pressing on him. And I think that's what he's trying to tell me is that right now is not the time, but he's, he has set aside a time suggesting the weekend, you know, so Mm -hmm. I start to modulate my emotions with a little bit of, you know, making sense of it. Yeah, that's Sometimes it is timing to remind yourself there are plenty of times I am 
into it and want it and maybe even I initiate, but what if the timing is wrong? Can you tap into something in you that knows when the timing is wrong, right? This isn't me trying to reject you. This is me just not able to be present and I want to be present, you know, and that, so making space for that possibility does what to you? Yeah. I mean, first of all, the relationship is not in jeopardy. You know, this is a this is a, a tiny miss, right? I'm I'm yeah. no longer questioning the strength of the bond and the love in the relationship. Nice. I'm like I'm beginning to wonder about that. I'm also maybe more accurately, and I think you've suggested this in what you just said, is I'm beginning to say it's not that I'm unattractive or wrong, but maybe I was slightly misattuned. I had forgotten about the big presentation. And so, you know, I just in my moment of desire, I let that go. I forgot about all that was on his plate. You know, so that was kind of a misattunement. And now I know that when I'm misattuned and he's already told me what's going on in his life, he probably feels pressured. So maybe in the repair, I could say to him, you know, I do appreciate that this is not a good time. Just as you're talking, I remember you told me about the presentation that's due on Friday. And I had forgotten that. And and I know that when I ask for sex at a time that it's not good for you, then you feel pressured and you go down the drain. And I just appreciate you suggesting an alternate time. And, you know, is there anything I can do to help you right now? I'll make you a cup of tea or, you know, something to eat while you're working, you know, so that I can help kind of take care of you right now while you're busy. You know, so I can shift the whole thing with better attunement. I love it. Again, that's just making space to see different meaning that is actually more accurate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're planting the seeds that we better have sex this, this Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, we can post, but this is only going to work, meaning reframing the meaning if it leads to the behavior that both of us need to feel yeah. safer. Right? Well, you can't use this all the time and not get the behavior. But, you know, giving yourself the opportunity, we, that's your homework assignment. Feel what it's like to see your partner a little bit differently. Maybe these quick assumptions that you make are not so accurate. So when I reframe meaning and when I think about it, first of all, I allow myself to know my emotions about what's happening inside me. I also kind of notice how I might be contributing to the problem. I imagine that there's actually a motive in my partner who it could be benign or it could even be good. And I find an alternate explanation for what's happening between us. So, I I mean, I think if we can hit that pause button, just remembering the, the words that I say to myself about my partner, about myself, might be contributing to my upset. So can I change that? Because we can actually more rapidly change our state of mind than we can change our partner. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot. Okay, so tell us about your cutting edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it, coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment by moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? 
give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. Uh, you need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.